my name is uh, Stephen Wegulo. I am um, uh, an extension plant pathologist. I cover um, small grains, uh, but mostly wheat. And so I'm going to present a wheat disease update. And it's just on one disease um, that was widespread uh, in 2020. And uh, that's a uh, Bali yellow dwarf. So um, at the end of the session, these are the session goals. Uh, you should be able to identify Bali yellow dwarf of small grains, explain how Bali yellow dwarf is transmitted and spread, state the economic loss caused by Bali yellow dwarf, list the management strategies for Bali yellow dwarf, and of course, we want you to apply the knowledge to manage the disease. So Bali yellow dwarf is a virus disease. Um, it, it causes this yellowing, uh, these are wheat uh, flag leaves. Uh, it causes this yellowing. I'm going to talk about the symptoms in a little more detail later on. Uh, it was widespread um, in Nebraska wheat fields, mostly at low levels. That's the, the percentage of, of plants showing symptoms were pretty low. Um, in most fields, but there were a few fields that had a high level and some that had moderate levels. So this one is a field, um, I believe this was in south, southern west central Nebraska. I, I believe it was in Red Willow County. Um, this field had a very high level of, of Baliello dwarf and you can see, uh, you know, with the sunshine, you can see a lot of flag leaves that have yellow tips. Uh, so this is uh, an example of a field that had a high level. Uh, this is a moderate level. Uh, this was in um, South Central Nebraska uh, um, on May 27th. The previous one was, I believe, was May 19th. Uh, so we had it uh, pretty much in every field I went. It just varied from uh, low levels to, to a few fields that had high levels. The, um, the Bayer dwarf is caused by a virus known as Bayer dwarf virus. And the virus has strains, uh, also called um, species, and there are up to seven of strains of Bayer uh, dwarf virus uh, that cause the disease. Um, it's transmitted by more than 20 species of aphids. And in Nebraska, there are just four species that are predominant that transmit Baliello dwarf. And they are the bad uh, cherry oat aphid, uh, the corn leaf aphid, the English grain aphid, and the green bug. So those are the, the four species that are common in Nebraska that transmit uh, Baliello dwarf. And you can see uh, here are some of the, uh, these aphids. Uh, this is on a barley leaf. I took this picture in 2007 when we had a very widespread and severe epidemic of Bali yellow dwarf. So the disease, we see it every year, um, but damaging epidemics uh, don't occur every year. So the, the last, the, in recent years, the major epidemics occurred in 2007, 2011, and 2020. So you can see, we see it, but the, the, it's not usually at damaging levels um, uh, every year, just sporadically. So um, 
So these are symptoms of pale yellow dwarf on uh, three small grains, a wheat on the left, uh, barley in the center, and oats on, on the right. Uh, in wheat, you can see the yellowing from the tip of the leaf down. You'll see these, these symptoms, you'll see the most on the flat leaf, although they can occur on other leaves as well, but we see the most of the flat leaves. So in wheat, uh, the, there's yellow from the tip down and then the tissues uh, next to the midrib, they remain green longer. And you can see this yellow, but I showed a picture earlier where you can see also some uh, purple. And that the purple color depends on the variety, but also it tends to occur more if temperatures are cool. In Bali, um, you see this bright, gold yellow um, uh, yellowing bright uh, gold yellow um, again from the tip down and then in uh, in um, oats there are various shades of of discoloration that you see from uh, you know bright red orange to just orange to yellow um, so uh, this disease has a, a, a wide the virus has a wide uh, host range uh, so all small grain cereals, including actually rye, and actually it infects corn as well, but you cannot see symptoms. Uh, just as Tamra was mentioning with the bacterial history, uh, th there's hosts that it will infect, but you won't see any symptoms. So, so it's the same with this virus. It has a wide host range in the grass family, and many of those it infects, but you won't see symptoms. So, um, so the symptoms are again yellowing from the tip down, um, and then in which the tissues are dissing the middle remain green longer. Uh, you can you may see a red to purple discoloration, and um, if infection occurs at the seedling stage uh, in winter wheat, that would be in the fall, just after after the wheat emerges, but before before winter sets in. Uh, if infections occur during the seedling stage, then the uh, um, symptoms tend to be uh, much more severe and uh, the damage is greater in terms of yield reduction compared to if infections occur in the spring uh, as the wheat matures. Uh, after the seedling stage, infections become progressively less severe um, as the wheat grows uh, to the extent that the late infections um, in late spring will actually not have much effect they may not result in symptoms and they may not result in any yield loss. Uh, in the field, this is a picture that I took in 2007 when we had uh, a widespread epidemics, they were also severe. In the field, you may see patterns of Baliello's uh, uh, dwarf uh, appear like in circular, um, circular patches like this one, you can see the stunting um, of wheat in this circular patch, or they could be triangular patch, angular patches, or, or most commonly you will see just the symptoms uh, distributed randomly throughout the field. Um, when you see circular patterns like this, um, it means most of this wheat that is showing these patterns, uh, if it's um, are picking up the virus from within the field and, and transmitting to plants within the field. Those are called secondary uh, infections. 
primary infections are the ones, the initial ones, that, that when the aphids that have the virus fly into the field initially, uh, those are primary infections. Um, those are mostly randomly distributed in the field, but sometimes you might see more intense symptoms uh, on the edge of the field from where the, the aphids uh, came into the field. So, um, so occurrence and spread of bile yellow dwarf. Uh, the virus overwinters in, in uh, winter cereals and wild and cultivated grasses. As I mentioned, it infects uh, many species of, of, of grass, grasses. Um, oats, barley, and some wheat varieties are very susceptible. Uh, if these susceptible uh, crops are planted as cover crops uh, in the summer or companion crops in the summer, they will serve as um, uh, reservoirs of, of the virus and the aphids. And so there will be sources from which the aphids will move on to the fall planted wheat and uh, uh, transmit the virus. Uh, aphids acquire the virus by feeding on infected plants. To acquire the virus, the aphid has to land on a, on, on a leaf of an infected plant and it has to um, to pierce that that leaf and start uh, sucking or acquiring the, the, the virus. The time required to acquire that virus into from the infected plant into the effort is known as the acquisition access period. And 15 minutes to one hour is required. That's the minimum acquisition period for the effort to acquire the virus. Uh, however, uh, the aphid can remain on that plant for as many as 28 to, you know, 24 to 48 hours, which is the optimum period for acquisition of the virus. Then once it acquires the virus, um, the aphid carries that virus for life. Um, and then to, you know, to, to uh, infect a healthy plant, um, the aphid must land on the healthy plant and again, stay on it. Uh, for at least 15 to, uh, minutes to one hour to inoculate that plant with the virus. And that time that is required for inoculation is known as the inoculation access period. And again, a minimum of 15 minutes to one hour uh, is required for the effort to transmit the virus to the plant. And the optimum uh, period is 24 hours. The longer the... Um, acquisition period and the longer the inoculation period, the more efficient is the, the effort in transmitting the virus to, uh, to, to, to a healthy plant. Uh, so, um, so in the field, uh, spread within the field depends on, on effort movement. Um, effects that are active will spread the virus more. Those that are stationary will spread, will spread the virus less. And in Nebraska, uh, epidemics are caused by uh, passive migrations of winged aphids that are carried by wind from uh, southern states to into our region. Uh, so uh, epidemics, as I mentioned, uh, they're sporadic, those ones that are damaging. Um, we have had just um, three major years that we had uh, damaging levels of Bali yellow dwarf. Uh, since 2007, so 2007, 2011, and 2020. Um, 
damaging uh, outbreaks are favored by cool wet seasons. And the reason is that those conditions, they favor grass and cereal growth, as well as reproduction of aphids and migration of aphids. Um, yield loss is average. Uh, it's, the average yield loss is estimated at about 5%. So it's not a lot, um, but depending on local how, uh, depending on, on, on local conditions, like how many populations of aphids and the, um, uh, the, the incidence or percentage of plants infected, you can have up to 40% loss in yield. Um, so and that also depends on the variety. Some varieties are susceptible, others have some resistance. And then the time of infection, uh, if infections occur earlier uh, when the crop is young, especially at the seedling, seedling stage, then uh, um, uh, yield loss is going to be greater than if infections occur later on. Um, and, then obviously, and then also the species of the virus. So those seven species that I mentioned, uh, they, are, they, they are kind of specific in, in terms of how uh, virulent they are. The virulence differs among them. And even the aphids that transmit them are kind of specific. So, um, so, 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 uh, when it comes to management, actually, you you really need to know which type of aphid is is transmitting the virus to to, to target the management. Okay. So, how do we manage uh, yellow dwarf? Um, avoid early planting uh, if. Uh, in uh, if it's winter wheat, you plant at the date recommended for your area. The earlier you plant in the fall, the longer the period when uh, uh, the the, um, the weather is mild and, and the aphids are moving around and transmitting the virus. Uh, also, the longer the time the virus will stay in the plant uh, and cause damage before before winter uh, sets in. So avoid early planting for winter wheat, but for spring wheat, you want to plant as early as you can get into the field. Um, then for, uh, there are resistant varieties available. Uh, there are not very many in wheat, but there are some good, uh, uh, there are some varieties with pretty good resistance. And you want to avoid uh, highly susceptible bonds and plant those that uh, show some tolerance or, or resistance. And then uh, avoid planting small grain crops as mid-summer or, or as companion crops, uh, as cover crops in the, in the summer because they, they act as a green bridge uh, uh, carrying you know, the, the virus and the aphids survive on them until the fall and then they transmit the virus to the, to the emerging wheat in the fall. Uh, insecticide seed treatments can help to reduce uh, aphid populations in the fall, there are several. Uh, they have to be systemic. Um, uh, uh, a couple of examples are gaucho and uh, cruiser. Uh, so, if you treat seed uh, within the first three to four weeks after emergence, those insecticides will protect uh, the plant from the aphids, uh, but they won't protect from the virus if the virus is in is in the plant. Um, Foliar insecticides can be applied, but only if uh, aphid populations are high enough that they are causing damage just from the feeding 
you know, the aphid feeding on the on the on the wheat. Um, so we recommend that if you are going to uh, apply foliar insecticides to control aphids, uh, you base your decision on the populations of aphids based on uh, the conditions that entomologists give you. For pale yellow dwarf, we don't recommend uh, spraying for aphids just because you saw pale yellow dwarf. So. And so uh, take home points. Um, so pale yellow dwarf is caused by several species of viruses. It affects small grain cereals and grasses. Uh, it can cause up to 40% yield loss. Um, and it's transmitted by over 20 species of aphids. Uh, in Nebraska, we have just uh, four species that, that are common that transmit uh, by yellow dwarf. And then the viruses or the virus uh, overwinters in infected cereals and grasses, and epidemics are favored by cool, wet weather, and management is through uh, cultural practices. I mentioned controlling um, volunteer cereals and grasses. Uh, and then resistance and insecticide treatments. And I believe that's all I have. Um, if you have any questions, I'll be glad to answer.